Hello everyone, my name is Father Danny Santos. We want to welcome you to our new program from the Vocations Office, Discover the Vocation. And today we're joined by our special guest in our first episode, James Martin. James Martin is a seminarian for the Diocese of London, and we're joined via Skype. So James, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, Father. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing during these uh, pandemic days? Uh... It can be trying at times for sure, but it's been great for a growth of faith and for prayer as well. So uh, there's been ups and downs. Excellent. Yeah, I think it's with everyone experiencing this is kind of a, a not really the new normal. It's an abnormal, as I'd say, but with time and with patience, the Lord gives us the graces to get through this. So, James, thank you for joining us today. Um, I know you're very busy with seminary life. You just finished up uh, your courses and... Um, what year are you again in, James? Are you in Third Arts? And what exactly is that for someone who might not know about the seminary program? So yeah, finishing up Third Arts. I'm still waiting on one mark, but after that I should be, God willing, graduating from philosophy and jumping into theology. So Arts is the philosophy program in which you're studying basically philosophy. The main foundation is under St. Thomas Aquinas, but there are other courses as well that you're stuttering, stuttering, <laughs> studying. Um, so you study from Aristotle and the old ancients, uh, the Greeks, so you would hear Plato, Socrates, uh, again, Aristotle, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and you would go all the way up to more modern contemporary days. Uh, so through the imp British empiricists, such as David Hume, uh, Kant, Immanuel Kant, uh, and other philosophers such as them, and you're studying, studying I can't get past that word today, uh, studying all these philosophies which have grown over the course of the past really the past two thousand twenty five hundred years kind of thing and so it builds up a foundation of thought so as to jump into theology afterwards having that foundation of thought to, to go forward so really that's what the arts program does at st peter's seminary great and as you said beautifully the idea of foundation is very key in any type of vocation so why don't you share a little bit with uh, all of us who might not know you we know you through a prayer card and a poster um but we might not know who is james martin so james why don't you share a little bit about your family life growing up at home what was it like what was your your faith background you know how how was your family uh influenced or at least helped to foster that sort of spiritual vocation to the priesthood Okay, yeah, definitely. Well, knowing the one and the only James Martin, not to be confused with the SJ, um, <laughs> I grew up outside of Tilbury, kind of closer to Merlin. And so my younger days, uh, I come from a family of six, so mom and dad, two older brothers and one older sister. Um, being the youngest uh, was actually, I, I want to say beneficial to myself being the youngest. Being able to see the flaws in, in the... Uh, What's the opposite of flaws? Philosophy in my mind can't think right now. Uh, the accomplishments, there we go, that's the word I'm looking for. Uh, the flaws and the accomplishments of my older siblings and being able to kind of transform that in my own life, being able to see them was a, a great blessing for myself. So I guess going from, I guess, uh, yeah, being young uh, and being in the pews, I never really cared for going to mass when I was little and honestly as soon as I could I wanted to altar serve because uh, it got me out of the pew it got me doing something uh, during the mass because being young I never understood the mass uh, even though you were taught it I was taught it as a young child I never kind of obtained and understood what was being told about the mass so really when I was there I just wanted to do something to pass the time 
And so it was great to be able to do those duties uh, in the sanctuary as an altar server. And so it's kind of been ingrained within myself. So I guess a foundation of my family has always been the Mass. Uh, Mom and Dad always were adamant on having the Mass as a foundation every Sunday to go. Uh, Mom always persisting in saying, you know, two times a year at minimum, we should be going to confession. And so that was really, I want to say, a foundation of my growing up, even though I didn't really care too much for it, it was always there and always something to go to, to have hope for and look forward to. Although being a young Canadian boy, uh, my dream was to play in the NHL and really uh, as a young young lad there, uh, hockey was my number one in my life. So it always had precedence over the church uh, in my mind Although in life practices, you know, mass and the the uh, sacraments always came before uh, hockey and anything else, really. Um, in which eventually hockey would lead to multiple concussions in which I wasn't able to play anymore, in which allowed me to open up my life more to my faith. And so then after those concussions, I was allowed to or able to, because I couldn't focus as much on hockey anymore, uh, I focused more on other things, and eventually it was led to the faith and to the journey I'm at right now. So I guess as a young boy, uh, hockey was my go-to, but the faith was always there as a foundation. Awesome. So if you were ever to play on a hockey team, just for curiosity for those of us who are viewing, which team would have you wanted to play for? Uh, it, it very uncommonly, I would have wanted to play for the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> That's a very uncommon team, especially in your yeah. area. Usually it's the uh, Detroit Red Wings or the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is a huge rivalry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, going back to kind of a bit of your gr time growing up, uh, James, how have you seen the priests of our diocese help to influence you, uh, whether they be religious or diocesan? Have, have the priests at all kind of helped you in terms of fostering a little bit of your vocation? Oh, massively. Uh, with them as great role models, you know, I've been able to keep that foundation of faith and never leave for any period of time uh, to leave the faith. Um, I know friends and family who have left the faith and come back, which is great that they've come back. But I want to say because of the priests that I've known, uh, whether it's at St. Patrick's or in Tilbury or for Col from the uh, Colombian squires or from the Rosarians that have come over as missionaries, uh, very great influence and, and great role models in my life to kind of understand as much as I could that keeping the faith at the center was really the most important thing. So uh, I want to say it was, it was huge to have those role models in my life. Excellent. So from your stage of uh, growing up to entering the seminary, what kind of had a big impact in terms of you discerning the priesthood besides your, your family life, your priestly life? Was there a moment in or some sort of experience that really kind of moved your heart towards serving the Lord in this way? Yeah, uh, the most influential or the most impactful on myself would be the sacraments. Um, and although I won't go in depth with this, uh, there was a big point in my life, which was like a, a really big turning point uh, in which I was at a point of asking at the point in time <clears throat> uh, my, my girlfriend then 
to to marry me and, and I was kind of preying upon this and one day I was led to confession and so I ended up going to confession and I, I cannot understate or overstate I mean the power of confession reconciliation how beautiful of a sacrament that is and how powerful it can be to us when we open ourselves up to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his sacraments and so this one day I went to confession it was out at Merlin uh, I was with Father Francis I, I believe his last name is pronounced Jalesian um, anyway Jay, he was a Jay Seelan Jay Seelan okay yes, yes. He, he he's a Rosarian for those that might not know at the shrine of Our Lady out in Merlin the Rosarian shrine and so I went to confession with him and it was really the first time that I kind of just poured out my entire being in confession um, before I, w I would just kind of rattle through you know the basics like oh you know lying kind of thing you know <laughs> fighting with my sister or, or my brothers kind of thing but this time I actually just kind of let it out and I trusted fully in Christ in this moment and as father was praying the absolution prayer over me uh, I can't really describe what happened to the extent to which it did happen but it, it felt as if you know I left my being was able to see myself from above and just uh, the love that I felt in that moment was just beyond comprehension and so I remember after that going before the tabernacle and just laying on my or, or, or kneeling down I should say laying on my knees it's funny um, kneeling down and just giving myself to the Lord and saying Lord you know I'm struggling with this. Is this the person I'm supposed to marry, or do you have another plan in my life? And just from that moment on, beginning the trust to grow in prayer, to grow my understanding of the faith. Um, there are many other points which kind of led me to where I'm at right now. But I want to say that confession, that one experience there, was probably the most impactful on myself. Um, so yeah, that that would be that. <clears throat> it's a great sacrament. I think uh, it's one that's not really um, not really spoken of too much in the church. And nowadays, we hear it more often than when I, I remember growing up. I didn't hear it too much. But uh, it's always a powerful sacrament to receive the mercy and forgiveness of the Lord. And you're right. It kind of opens us up to our vocation and to hear the, the voice of the Lord. Because um, when our hearts are hard, it's hard to hear that voice. But when they kind of are softened by that mercy of God, then we're able to hear clearly the voice of God. And that's kind of what I kind of want to ask you. In your time when you were discerning the priesthood, um, and more importantly, during this time after confession, how have you found prayer and that time of silence with the Lord beneficial to growing in understanding what your vocation is from God? I think it's the only way that you can find your vocation is by growing closer with Christ. And so through prayer, which is communication with Christ, is also very instrumental. Um, and first delving into it, into prayer, a prayer life, you know, it, it's tough. And it's built up over time. And it, it gets better with time, but there's also struggles in, in those prayer periods. But uh, I guess an easy way to put this is as to say if you had a friend um, in which you would communicate with each other in order to grow that friendship 
the less you communicate with that friend, the less that friendship grows, and it might actually decrease, you become farther and farther away from each other. So in order to understand each other the best, or to have that great friendship, you need to be in conversation with that person. So too, we need to be in conversation with our Lord in order to grow that relationship. And when we understand the being who created us, we get to see ourselves in that light of who they created us to be. And so not only do we understand our Lord better, we understand ourselves better, and we know who we are to a greater extent. And, it, and through prayer is instrumental for understanding who you are, what vocation you're called to, and where God is leading to you to in your life. So prayer is, is honestly huge, and to continue to build up that prayer life, uh, uh, I honestly, at this point right now, I kind of remember, uh, was it Dave, Daniel, Daniel or David, one of those two, in, in the Old Testament, that when they were suppressed for prayer and they were told not to pray, you know, they can't live without prayer anymore. It becomes such a foundation for your life that you need that. Uh, and so I've noticed that in my own life and through the growth of prayer. At the beginning, I really wouldn't say, you know, that's a foundation that I need to pray. But over the course of time, now where I'm at, if I don't pray, you know, I feel this emptiness, this great emptiness. I have this need to pray. And if I don't, I know I'm kind of distancing myself from our Lord. And so uh, all I can really say about that is, is prayer is instrumental uh, for everyone. And, and I think it's really um, somewhat, you know, uh, very countercultural. I think uh, the way we see the world today, everyone has to do something. Things have to get done. Uh, it's, you know, dog eat dog and, you know, uh, business as usual and all that. But prayer is almost like a slowing down. It's basically very retrospective because it's like you said, it's not only speaking to the Lord, but from speaking to the Lord, we get to know who we are and what our vocation is, our calling from God. So to fast forward a little bit, James, you entered the seminary. Um, you've now been in the seminary for three years, I believe. Two. Two years. Two okay. So you've done your second arts and your th and your third arts, and you're finishing up to go into your theology year, which is mostly now your preparation towards the priesthood in this way. How has the seminary helped with your kind of discernment? How has it helped you to grow in understanding what does it mean to be called to be a diocesan priest? Uh, it, it's been. Big. I, I keep using these words, huge, big, instrumental, <laughs> etc. But but it's really, it's true. Uh, the seminary builds up a foundation that you wouldn't get elsewhere in the world. Mm -hmm. um, living the life that you live, having structure to your day, you know, getting up in the morning, having mass, uh, praying with your brothers, uh, eating meals together. Um, when you go through struggles, you have a brother there that you can go to and can ask. If, if not a brother, you have multiple priests there that you can get guidance for. You don't get that in the world today to the extent to which you, you get in the seminary. Um, so it's been a, a really big blessing and very, uh, lack of words, instrumental to, to my formation, uh, the formation of the person. And it's, it's kind of funny, though, because... This semester we had a class, or I had a class at King's, in which the teacher isn't of any faith, but we had four seminarians in his class this year, 
And whenever he would teach in class, he would kind of downplay the undergrads that were there, uh, that were not in the seminary. He would say things along the line of, the guys in the back are getting formation, so they're actually going through a study period kind of thing. And, and like the study is greater and the life is, is more formed than someone just going to college to get a degree. Because the rest of your life isn't necessarily formed in such a sense that the seminary forms you. And I guess looking before going in, I was really scared or fearful. I didn't know what was going to happen. It was just kind of placing my trust in God that, you know, he'll guide me and this is the best for my my path, for my life. And now looking back, it's like, I wish I entered sooner. I, I, I wish I took it more seriously before the faith. And so I could enter sooner because I'd be, although I'd be so much farther along in my formation, um, but still over the course of the two years, it has been fantastic to have that formation. Um, it really, it, it puts a structure to your life and it really changes uh, some bad habits that you might've fallen into and, and you grow good ones, new ones, new, better habits. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. And uh, you brought the idea of the brotherhood, right? The fraternity that's formed at the seminary. Of course, people were watching, they might think brothers, like, oh, he has like all of his brothers from his family. It's like, no, no, no. They're, di- they're brothers in the sense of spiritual brotherhood, this priestly brotherhood um, from all over the diocese, not only from London, but from all over Canada. Um, so my question to you is, how does the formation at the seminary in terms of that fraternity, that brotherhood, how does it kind of help you to get through those kind of dark nights of the soul, those sort of moments where you're kind of like, I don't know if I'm really called to this, or, you know, I just don't feel right. Like, how does it having that support network help versus maybe going on it basically on your own? Yeah, having all those brothers, I mean, some you're close with than others, but you have another being who you could talk to who's also in the same place which you're at or very similar place which you're at either it could be someone that's farther along in his formation than you are and he can give you some guidance on that um but then also on the other hand uh if someone else is having those dark nights and they come to you you can give them some guidance having been through that or going through that process with them um yeah it's really great and a blessing that way that all the guys are geared toward the same goal you know to become that priest of christ to understand if they're called to become that priest of christ if that's what our lord wants them to be and so everyone is on the same level and the guys aren't trying to you know beat another guy to that process kind of like in in the hockey world where you're trying to up the next guy you're trying to get there together and you're trying to help as much as possible so it's great in that sense that the brotherhood of all the guys that come together, it, it truly is a big family, an extension uh, of the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church is just one big family. And so with the guys studying, being on that path to the priesthood, um, discerning that path, you're, you're in that battle together. So you can really journey with each other and help each other along the way which I found has been such a blessing, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know for me, being in the seminary five years ago, 
Um, it was a really good uh, experience in terms of being a deacon and people coming to me and asking for, you know, just some spiritual advice or some, and being able to share my own experience of the seminary and how it's helped them to grow in their understanding. Um, so, James, you know, a lot of people think of the seminary and they think right away, you know, piety, practice, prayer, and that's important. But is there times for fun there as well? People think, want priests that are well-balanced, well-rounded, um, you know, that could, you know, joke a little bit about themselves. How does the seminary help you to grow in that? Is there, you know, is there any funny stories you want to share with us today? Oh, boy. Uh, many funny stories. But, um, yeah, like you said, the parent prayer and piety is definitely necessary. But there are times for fun as well. That is a great balance of life. Um, so we get together and we'll, we'll play some, uh, we'll do some sports, sporting activities. I know right now soccer is really the big thing at the SEM. We have a lot of guys from other countries that have come over to study with us. It, and, and it's great. Although we, we do have a growing little group now, which is uh, wanting to play ball hockey. So, so that's great to have some fun there. Um, another aspect uh which is, is kind of interesting. In, in our free time, we do like to play some video games. So one popular one right now is Age of Empires. And, and for a lot of people out there, uh, especially the younger crowd, they'll enjoy this. We're, we have our own Minecraft seminary server. <laughs> and so <laughs> we, we all have our own towns and whatnot. We build our things together. And we'll get together. Usually it's a nighttime kind of thing before, as we're the days rounding up. And after we've done studies, after we've been uh, at our classes and everything else that goes along in the formation, we'll get together and we'll have a nice chat online and, and we'll also play some, some video games or sometimes we just meet in the lounge and, and we'll just have a good chat, uh, all the guys together or most of the guys together. Um, we also have some fun times. We do have some gatherings and whatnot throughout the year and, and the most recent one that that was great. Um, we had a, a gift exchange for Christmas. Mm -hmm. uh, and so the guys got together and it, it wasn't anything expensive. It was more funny gifts. And, and one of the problems uh, or one of the battles that was ongoing for the past year and a half was getting a toaster in the lounge. And so a few of the gifts were geared to towards that. So one of the gifts was literally a toaster for a guy although we weren't able to plug it in. Uh, another one, which I thought was genius, I didn't know you could get it, was pre-cooked toast. I never even heard of that, but somebody bought another guy some pre-cooked toast and some peanut butter to put on it. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah. So we do have some good laughs, some good fun at, at the seminary as well, but the, both of the balanced life, the seriousness and the fun times, uh, you gotta balance that out Yeah. in that. That's really part of formation. Yeah, when I'm thinking pre-cooked toast, I imagine you guys can add a side of pre-cooked bacon and eggs and uh, you got your whole breakfast there for Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so James, uh, before we close uh, today, I just want to ask you in terms of, there might be some young men or women watching this right now and they're thinking, you know, maybe God is calling me to a particular vocation. You know, what advice would you give them? Maybe even especially young men who might be discerning the diocesan priesthood. What, what, what can you leave them with that kind of gives them a sense of their next step? The three big ones, I would say, the sacraments, although at this period of time we're not able to enter into them, we can still make spiritual communion and make preparation for reconciliation. But when time comes back, to enter more so, to go deeper, stretch ourselves 
so that Christ may enter into us um, and go to the sacrament, go to Mass more often than you have. If you're going just once a week, maybe go twice a week, go for daily Mass. Uh, if you're already going for a few days a week, add another one on. But then also the other sacraments, confession, uh, I want to say is huge. It keeps us humble. It helps us to recognize ourselves more deeply in, in the sins that we commit so that we can ask for forgiveness from Christ for those sins. Another one of the three is prayer. Uh, prayer is all, always instrumental as well. It goes along with the sacraments. To grow deeper in the sacraments, grow deeper in prayer and vice versa. And so that grows that relationship with Christ to, to such a greater level than what you may already have. And, and the last one I want to say is trust. Trust in Christ. Uh, Satan's out there and he's trying to divert us to other pathways that Christ isn't wanting us to go down. And so when we stay close to the sacraments, stay close in prayer, we can grow that trust and know the path to the best extent that Christ wants us to go down. So whether you're a man studying or uh, discerning potentially the priesthood, or maybe you could be potentially thinking religious life, or a young lady who's thinking religious life, or a consecrated virgin, the sacraments, prayer, and trust in the Lord is really the biggest three that come to mind right now and have been big within my own life to be able to be where I'm at right now. Thank you very much for joining us this morning, James. It was a great pleasure to hear about you. Um, I know all of us, at least in the Dice in London, are praying for you and looking forward, as you said, with levity to see one day future Father James Martin, but not SJ. Yes, so, yes. <laughs> thank you for joining us uh, this morning. Uh, I'm Father Danny Santos, your host of our new program, Discover the Vocation, and we'll see you again next week. May God bless you.